Welcome to Unpacked Shorts with me, Katie Harrison, and Peter Franklin, who writes our Unpacked column, which explores interesting articles published elsewhere. Our guest today is Unheard Deputy Editor Sally Chatterton. Welcome, Hello. Sally. <laughs> uh, Peter, let's talk about trees. Now, I grew up in rural Scotland, plenty of trees up there, and I'd have said we have quite a lot of trees in the UK, but you've been looking at data that explains that that's not the case. No, not remotely compared to most other similarly sized countries like France and Germany, we have very meagre tree cover. In part that's due to the fact that we don't have as much land, we've got as big a population and therefore there's a real sort of pressure um, to produce food and so a greater proportion of our land is cultivated. Now in The Guardian, um, Bibi van der Zee writes a really interesting article about the concept of agroforestry, which is the idea you don't necessar- necessarily have to choose between trees and farmland. You can combine the two. Um, and I can explain a little bit more about that, but you might be asking yourselves, how can you combine the two? I mean, trees are big weeds, aren't they, from a farmer's point of view? Don't they get in the way of growing things? I thought what was interesting with um, her article was the farm that she focused on uh, in the fens um, because it was small and it had particular needs. Do you think it's something that could be rolled out across Britain? Well, that that remains to be seen. Um, But it's, I mean, the technique is that you you don't sort of plant them at the same density as, as woodland. Um, they're sort of more spaced out, but apparently they have all sorts of beneficial effects on the on the farm and the crops, and that they can act in in to um, prevent soil erosion and things like that. So it's something that would need to be experimented with. But I think sorry, sorry. I interrupt you. I think this yes. is the problem, isn't it? It's the idea of experimentation and innovation in our farming, particularly at the moment when um, you know Brexit is on the cards and farms are in danger of losing their subsidies. Do you not think that? Um, uh, I wonder whether um, this could really work in our with our farms, kind of post-Brexit, exactly. Um, they're, 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 they're yeah. No more subsidies, <laughs> and this takes all the investment time apart from anything else. <laughs> and our average age of our farm is fifty-three. Well, those are all excellent points, but of course, it's not that we're going to completely get rid of subsidies. The idea is that now we can redirect them to different ends, and one of those ends, that I argue, is to encourage this sort of experimentation. Um, the British um, Environment Secretary Michael Gove wants to see um, you know, subsidies there to encourage um, environmentally friendly forms of farming, but it should also be innovative forms of farming, and those two object- objectives can go together. But I think for decades we've had farming sort of put in a rut you know, you've heard of teaching to the test in education. Yeah. Well, there's been an awful lot of farming to the subsidy. Yeah, following the funding. Really. That's right. Yeah. And I think that has had a constraining effect on innovation. And actually, we can do seemingly strange things like plant trees in <laughs> fields I'm and still succeed. That, that uh, Gove, our environmental 
secretary here in the UK would see this as being helpful to our sustainability environmentally in the future. Um, what do you think are the, let's ju just walk through the benefits in terms of mitigating against ad adapting to climate change of having more trees? Well, I mean, the, the, the big thing is that trees lock up carbon. If you think think of a tree standing you know you're standing in front of one you see that immense weight of matter most of that is actually made out of carbon dioxide that's been sucked out of the atmosphere um, so that's that's a big benefit right there and carbon, a, carbon sequestration indeed yes and if you I'm smirking um, because Peter yes. taught me that term especially for this podcast because <laughs> I had no idea I'm yes. pretending I know big words <laughs> And that's one of the things we can do. I mean, not every form of fuel can be converted easily to low carbon fuel, like, you know, the stuff you put in aeroplanes, for instance. But we can offset through various other things, like planting more trees. And, um, you know, you add those together and you actually can achieve the sort of closer to your climate objectives. So it really is all to play for in this post-Brexit world in terms of our agricultural future. Well, we'll have to see, but, having, but seeing and seeing what works is what we should be doing now. Peter Franklin, thank you for exploring this Guardian article by B.B. van der Zee for us this morning and to Sally Chatterton for joining us. Okay. From me, Katie Harrison, and our producer, James Coney, thank you for joining us today. And please rate this episode on your usual podcast provider so that other people can find us too. For now, goodbye. <laughs>